Editor Toby here. We kind of sort of used the wrong mic for the first 5-10 minutes, but we fix it afterwards, so stick around. Back to the episode. Okay, now we know <laughs> the way to not hurt your <laughs> if it turns out total ass. Hello everyone. Welcome to Rules is Written. Ah, we're here with <laughs> a third person. <laughs> yes, today we're brought our special Finnish correspondent. Hey everyone, it's T Rain here. <laughs> I'm so, I have to say I'm so honored to be in the the biggest D and D podcast in the People's Republic of China, the most popular and the most that is best. probably a title we can legitimately claim. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Wonderful. Our most our, listened to. The our most accolade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what is this episode about today? So today we're going to talk about the beefy attack. The attack action. Yeah, the big boy. So, what is attack? How do I attack? What do I do? So, there are three stages mm -hmm. to an attack. You choose your target. Easy you know? enough. I yeah. choose Tomo. No. I choose what? <laughs> it's happening. Oh, you're Roll sucking me. Roll initiative. Yep. Ah, okay. Yeah, so nice. you point and say this fucking guy. This this fucking guy. Yeah, as we've discussed previously. So aggressive. You determine your modifiers. The, so this will just be based on the context of the situation you may have. So I'd roll with disadvantage because he's a close friend and I don't actually want to hurt him. Aww. Yeah, that's up to your roleplay factor. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> you say that roleplay as though he's not actually a close friend. I'm just roleplaying <laughs> it to, out. You have to really, really get into character. Oh man, we're already hurting feelings here. <laughs> Starting strong with No! <laughs> our first and last time we have our friend T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and then you resolve the attack. You I feel like that is the damage. That's the majority of the rules. Yeah, that doesn't really help when I get into these three. It's like and draw the rest of the owl. Yeah, and then, then then draw the owl. <laughs> draw two circles, then draw the rest of the owl. Yes. Alright, what's next? How do we start this? Well, let's talk about the rest of the owl. Alright. First you're gonna be making an attack roll. Mm-hmm. So an attack roll is where you roll your D20. Yep. You add your modifiers, which we'll talk about soon. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then that will be contested by the target's armor class. AC, which will be on your sheets in the center, maybe a little bit to the right with a big shield around it. Question. So how does it work, actually? You're attacking me mm -hmm. now, all right? This fucking guy. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. And I have AC of 15. And you yeah. hit me with a 14. It's not going to hit me at all. No, it won't hit you at all. In fact, it needs to equal or exceed the AC. Okay. So equal hits, if you've got an AC of 15 and I roll a 15, then I'll be hitting you. But I'm going to need more. 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 <laughs> more points. More points. Okay, so... How much do you want to hurt me, then? <laughs> so we talked about AC. Yes. Um, I don't think we talked about AC Maybe. previously. I think we're going to come to AC more when we do weapons and armor. Mm. But AC is essentially, you'll have a base amount depending on your armor. So the heavier your armor, the better your AC. And then it will be plus your dexterity. Yes. If you have light armor. If you have medium armor, it's plus your dexterity with a cap, which I think is two. And heavy armor, you don't add your dexterity. Yeah. And, and also you can't stealth in heavy armor. Or there's a few other disadvantages. Yeah. We'll get to it in the weapons. Yeah, if, if we haven't talked to it, we will get to that. I, I do like the flavor of AC because I've always thought that AC was literally your armor. Right. Yeah, so you get hit and it doesn't hurt you. It's more than that. But the it's flavor. Not the right? flavor is more. Yeah, because like I mean, your wizard does not have any. Well, to be fair, your wizard is getting hit. 
maybe a different kind of class. Like you're you're, you're monk Rogue. or something. Yeah, you're, monk. Yeah, either right. They're they they're not heavy armored. They don't have any armor, I believe. Leather and is normally the standard. Maybe they have leather, but their AC isn't because they get hit and don't get hurt. It's because they like I don't know dodge. dodge. Yeah, that's where the dex comes from. That's yeah. where the dex modifier. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. So how do you feel about that, T Rain? <laughs> oh man. You feel like you're learning? I guess I'm learning. <laughs> you're in the learning chair today. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> do you have any questions about AC and attack rolls before we move into I the think modifiers? We're good for now. I think I've got basic gist of it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So what's the modifiers? What modifiers can we slam on this attack roll? So there's the ability modifiers, and this will depend on the weapon that you're using. This is basically every attack you make, you'll add this. Yeah, you'll know game. based on like your weapon and your class. Yeah. Right, so it's gonna be like strength or dex. We're talking yeah. about melee here. You know, wizards, wait, like hold on. <laughs> we'll get to you. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> we'll get to you. But for melee attacks, it'll be strength or dex, mm -hmm. depending on the type of weapon. So So yeah, rogues will use anything small and finesse, daggers, those yes, kind of so things. So if it says finesse. Rapiers as well. A lot of people thrown, start with rapiers and throne. Thrown, mm -hmm. Then that means that you use your dex. Basically mm. anything else, it'll be your strength. Anything that you hit hard, okay. you use your strength. And you just add your strength modifier straight? Yeah. Like fists, if you're just punching someone in the face. That is an unarmed attack, which is 1d4, I believe, plus your strength modifier. Oh, yes, oh, and separate? you do add your ability modifier yeah. to hit. Oh. Mm. Yeah, good question, T-Rain. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> glad yeah. glad you're here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the second thing that you'll add is your proficiency bonus. Mm -hmm. So if you're proficient in your weapon, which you probably are, unless unless you're something's gone horribly yeah, wrong, yeah, something's gone wrong, or or you dumb, <laughs> unless you're a wizard, oh yeah, <laughs> or you're a wizard, yep. Uh, then you add your proficiency bonus, and your proficiency bonus is something that's on your character sheet that I also <laughs> don't remember if we talked about or not. Well, so proficiency is essentially as you go up levels on your class table, you'll have a table of stuff you get at different levels. On the left hand side there will be a number between plus two I think is the lowest and plus six is the highest. We did talk about proficiency bonus because you talked about the dice proficiency bonus. Oh uh, yeah we use. did. Well there you go. So that comes only by levels? Yeah your proficiency goes up by levels. I'm sure there's... Uh, Everybody has the same. Yeah okay. every class gets proficiency at the same rate. <laughs> I think there are some items that may increase your proficiency bonus. There's definitely some homebrew ones, that's for sure. <laughs> we can make them right now. <laughs> All right, ring of proficiency, <laughs> plus one proficiency. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe it should be more contextual, like I have a homing sword. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually quite good. <laughs> it also has a personality though, so it might just attack people that it wants to attack. But it will with a really high proficiency. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite good. <laughs> All right, what's next? Okay, here's a fun part about D&D that mm -hmm. I think always is like a very famous part about D&D, but yeah. maybe doesn't get like a lot of rules as written treatment. Mm -hmm. So if you roll a one. Uh, your crit fails. Your 20. crit succeeds. Yeah. In the rules as written, it's actually kind of simple. Maybe mm -hmm. disappointingly so. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Everyone has I an think idea this is probably one of the be. most like home ruled rules. Yes. I think everyone kind of agrees that the D&D rules are boring <laughs> the way when it comes to crits. So the special rules that do apply 
when you have a 1 or a 20. Mm -hmm. Is 1 automatically fails no matter what. Mm -hmm. 20 automatically succeeds no matter what. So even if the target's AC is above what you could reasonably hit, yeah. you would hit it. Okay. So you can theoretically take down Orcus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So wait. Critical hits go through the AC. You know, yes. Right? So if you roll a 20, okay. you will hit no matter what no AC. Matter what if they have like have, a 30 AC and there is And no you're level way. 1. If yeah, you roll that, you're going to get your 2d4 damage in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, you, you roll with fists again. It was different yes. dice. No, that'll... So what I was talking about before was damage dice. Oh. So that's how much damage. Yeah, you okay. roll different so, damage dice. So damage dice and then you have... But you're always rolling yeah. a d20 to attack. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's the attack roll and then the damage roll. Oh, right now, <clears throat> Right now, we're really just talking about the attack roll. Okay. So, like, do you hit or not? Do you hit or not? Yeah. Okay, so even if they have heavy armor on, they have all sorts yeah, of stuff like... No matter protective what. spells or whatever, you, you're just gonna punch him in the you face. You punch straight through all those <laughs> One punch mode! <laughs> One punch! <laughs> yes. Oh. oh man, that's a lucky man. Always <laughs> D20, D20, D20. Don't know how, but the microphone changed again. So is there any extra damage? We can talk about that next episode. Yeah, <laughs> next episode is. is gonna be damage and healing. Yeah, so we can talk about crit damage. Cool, cool. Okay, what's the next rule we got? So now we can talk about what happens if you can't see your target. So if you're having a Metal Gear Solid campaign? Yeah, you're either you're in the box, they're in the box. Or you're both in or the you're box. you're both in the box. And it's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so in the rules as written, they give you a little bit of leeway with this. Mm -hmm. So it matters where they are and where you're trying to attack. So imagine somebody went invisible and maybe you decided that they moved somewhere. Yeah. I can still try to make an attack mm -hmm. on where I think they are. So if I've guessed correctly, roughly, then I can, like if I would reasonably be in like an area where I could hit them. Yeah. Then if I they're in a corridor, they've gone invisible in the corridor. It's like, well, there's only one dimension yeah, you like, can go here. I have, I have some swing radius, <laughs> you know, like maybe I can get them. So you make an attack roll with disadvantage. Mm. So that's how you can hit them. But if they're not in that location, then you it just, just misses. Yeah. So that's something the DM will know. Yeah. Yeah. Be cool. nice about it though, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a tip for DMs. <laughs> let your players do cool shit sometimes. <laughs> like just just let them hit stuff. Question: What was the rules of disadvantage again? Like if I have to hit with disadvantage, what does that mean? In so reality? to recap, the rules of disadvantage: disadvantage is where you roll two attack dice, so two d20s, and you take the lower number. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's disadvantage, and then advantage is just you know. Balance. And you can have disadvantage and advantage on your attack rolls. Your Skill checks and your saving throws. Yeah, I see. I guess you can listen really. to your previous podcast again. Exactly. Yeah, you get some refreshers. Uh, we, <laughs> we really brought him on to indoctrinate him <laughs> 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 to show you know nothing. <laughs> okay, so that's unseen attackers. Is there anything else in unseen attacks? That's pretty much it. And targets? Um, it's a whole lot of words to say basically just that. Okay. Right. So we talked about hitting people next to you, but what if you want to dick on someone slightly further away? 
you are a long bowman <laughs> or a short, short bowman. <laughs> so, so yeah, attacking with range. Yeah. Um, there's a few ways that you can go about this. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, if you have a bow and arrow, that's like, the easiest one. Uh, this is when you'll be using your decks a lot more than your strength. Yeah. This then you'll have the decks, the decks for the attack rolls. Yeah. Right. Or if you have a thrown weapon, which is again decks, which is again decks, and your weapon will tell you the range of the weapon. There'll be two numbers there. Mm. So the first number will be your normal range on the bow that you can attack at. Yeah, so for example, if you have the numbers 120 and 300. Yeah, the 120, that will be like your normal, you can attack up to 120 feet mm -hmm. normally, and then you cool. make a normal attack roll. If it's beyond, if it's between 120 and 300, then you'll be attacking with disadvantage. So you can still hit them, but with disadvantage. If it's beyond that, then you don't hit them at all. Okay. You can't physically. So you can, them. if someone's really far away, you can like try and get them. I'm imagining the scene in Hot Fuzz where he launches like that spray can at the ah, hooligan yes. running away. <laughs> that was with disadvantage. There's your ranged attack with disadvantage and a nat 20. <laughs> and a nat 20. So what happens then if they're like literally five meters away? I'm, they're like literally just in front of me. And you I'm can being... kind of guess actually. So like, yeah, if you have like a bow and arrow and somebody's like right next to you, yeah, then it's like more difficult to hit them, right? It's not yeah, easier, because, it's like, it's Because you, you've got to put yourself in a vulnerable position, I guess. Yeah. Like you're not uh, there to parry. So if they're within five feet, you attack with disadvantage. Really? Instead. So is that the same for everything? Does every ranged weapon have the same minimum range, five feet? Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, but if they say something different. Okay, so yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know, D&D is a very big game. Like, maybe yeah, there's, there's some. always exceptions. But, like, you know, by by and large, like, the standard is that if they're within five feet, then you attack with disadvantage on them. What's interesting is mm -hmm. that I read this over a few times, <laughs> and I actually think that it's if any hostile creature is next to you. It doesn't matter uh, who you're attacking. That also kind of makes sense, though, doesn't it? Because, uh, you know, they're just kind of like, it's like uh, like in basketball, you have the guy that's going like, whoop, you know, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I love the hand motion to go <laughs> front. Yes. Yeah, I feel like doing it is still important because it, 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 <laughs> it feeds your diaphragm, don't you? transfer is over. Yeah, that makes sense. If you don't have a weapon that you can parry away attacks, if someone's next to you, if you're trying to hit someone else, but you can't use your sword to defend yourself. Yeah, they're blocking like, you. Yeah, using a weapon is just as much defending yourself as attacking, really, isn't it? Yeah. I have a bunch of questions here already. All, All right, right, here we go. Uh, hit us with <laughs> Question number Rapid one. Rapid fire. Question number Machine one. Machine gun T-Rage. Oh, yes. <laughs> if I have a bow and arrow and they fight with feet away, I might be, hmm, maybe I don't want to shoot them. Can I take the arrow or literally stab them with the arrow? Is that a thing I can do? I, I love, love the energy, first of all. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> important. The, I think a lot of people might allow it as an unarmed attack. Okay. Or an attack with an improvised weapon. Maybe which, an improvised weapon? In, how would yeah, you determine what sense. kind of damage that would do? Improvised weapon have set stats. I believe it's a d6. An improvised weapon. So, in the spirit of this episode, what kind of attack roll would you be making? Would you have disadvantage in this context? Would you have like your normal proficiency bonuses? You wouldn't have any proficiency bonus because you can't be proficient in arrows. <laughs> <laughs> you may have done this before. <laughs> you are legless. Um, unless, yeah, if you've done it enough throughout the campaign, I might bless you with okay, <laughs> proficiency okay. for it. So, I don't think you'd have proficiency. You would probably use strength, I imagine. 
in. Mm. Mm. Maybe dex, because it's more dagger-like than sword-like, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think it's quite contextual. I we think could talk about this more with the character I feel like maybe as well. when we go to improvise weapon, we can flesh this out. Like, a yeah, yeah, definitely. Well. I also, just as a general rule of thumb, I would probably just lean towards whatever stat that player has highest. Right. Like, if it's a barbarian using it, then yeah, you just cram it in with all your strength. And that might be true to and form as well. Like, yeah. I feel like you lean into it's your strength. It's just a feels-good moment, isn't it? You yeah. just let the, you get to roll higher dice. It's fun for everyone. Yeah, that D4. <laughs> <laughs> question number two. All right, we're ready. <laughs> Which might be the same question, because, okay, now I have my bow, but I don't have any arrows left. So you stab them with the bow. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I could trip them, I could choke them, I could hit them in the face. Yeah, that's, many it's the same thing. Same thing. Be, uh, so um, you want you want to see like what else can you do with like what? Yeah, basically, like uh, because I'm thinking about me in the situation, and yeah. I, uh, you know, I would improvise if I don't have all the, you know, keywords. Improvise. It would be an improvised weapon. Oh, there you go. And maybe there this could go. also be a skill check moment. I can imagine where like if you're trying to do something specific, you want to like trip them, you want to knock mm. them down. Yeah, like, that maybe could be you... sleight of hand, maybe. Yeah. Depending on how sneaky you want to be, or could be like just stealth. an athletics check if yeah. you're just going straight at it, right? Yeah, definitely. Roll against. So there's, the there's a lot of room for flavor. Yeah. I think that's obviously something that's true throughout all of D&D. Yeah. yeah, I guess the way that you're doing it is the key. So I think that's something that's just true throughout all D&D. Yeah, like the way that you're doing it is what determines what kind of... Yeah, it's, it's full of flavor. It's just yeah. all about getting that flavor in. Mm. Yeah, so listen to the bit about skill tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. All right, here comes rapid fire. I actually don't remember the third question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll come back to me. We can get back to them. <laughs> we really should have notepads when we record these episodes. <laughs> so that's ranged attack. It's basically the same as any other attack, except you're probably using decks and your ranges are a bit different. Is this there anything is where else to it'll add? matter more, like you know how far away things are and stuff. What do we have next, JT? I'll tell you what we have next. <laughs> <laughs> Melee attacks. All right. Yeah. The other form of attack, also known as... Attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you've got swords, you've got rapiers, you're ready to hit stuff. Uh, melee attacks is a lot simpler, actually. You attack within a five-foot range of yourself. Yeah, so a square next to you. Yeah, one square next to you. For those tabletops out there, we still love you. <laughs> you really... <laughs> Intent on segregating <laughs> these two groups. <laughs> I just want to be inclusive. All right. So, five foot range? Yeah, five foot range. And this is like, you know, your regular sword, axe, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's five foot unless your attack, your weapon specifies something greater. So you can have a big weapon. Yeah, there's also the keyword reach. If your weapon has reach, then you can reach ten foot, I believe. But that'll be in... The weapons episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll go through that. So the person does not affect the range at all. So if you're a guy with really long arms, no effect. Well, you we would actually... That in the size class. Yeah, you yeah. would... If you have a bigger size, theoretically, if you've got really long arms for some reason, you take maybe up your more size squares. would go up. Um, and you would measure from the edge of your square, basically. Yeah, but the reach stays the same, though. Like, yeah. so your, your, your size takes up more space, but the reach stays the same. Because your size is also is your zone of control. Yes. So right. you may be just a medium creature with really long hands, so you get upgraded to large or something. Mm. So you're now controlling a 10 foot by 10 foot area okay. instead of a 
five foot by five foot, then you are attacking people adjacent to that 10 foot area. All right. So it's Cheers. giving you an extra five feet in essence. Cool. Good question, T-Rain. Yeah, I'm trying my best. <laughs> trying my best. <laughs> Uh, and then if you're doing an unarmed strike, then it's like what we talked about earlier, but you add one plus your strength modifier for your damage. You okay. still have your proficiency bonus and everything. And this is if you're doing like a punch, kick, Add headbutt. one plus your strength modifier. Yeah, so at least you do that one, even if you have zero. If you have oh. negative, though, <laughs> this is a potential if you have negative two strength. You can give health to somebody. I don't <laughs> think that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> you can punch heal people. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's uh, that is something I want to homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next part? Opportunity uh, attacks. Yes. So we talked about this a bit in the last episode. We did talk about opportunity attacks because it makes more sense with like movement, right? Like you're moving away from something. If you're engaged in combat, if you're next to something and you yeah. move away, you provoke an opportunity If you're attack. not taking the time to disengage, to like actively remove yourself from combat, yeah. it makes sense. So this part is about the actual attacking part of an opportunity attack. Okay. So you've, somebody, let's say somebody else provokes your attack of opportunity. Mm-hmm and you get to fucking hit that fucking guy. That guy right there. That guy right there. So this is where you'll be using, you'll use your reaction um, mm -hmm. in order to hit them. So you can only do one attack of opportunity per turn. Yeah. Because it's a reaction. Yes. You use your reaction. Unless you have that special ability that we talked about earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unless you mark them. Yeah, with, with that fucking guy. So <laughs> it's like the benefit of that. All right. Is that's pretty much it for opportunity attacks. It's that's pretty, pretty straightforward. You make a normal attack roll. Yeah. So you still have to roll your attack out, and it's a normal attack roll. It's just a free attack, basically. Yeah. And you can also choose to forego your opportunity attack if you want. Cool. Yeah. Any other special rules? Uh, not for attack of opportunity. Mm -hmm. So we can get into two-weapon fighting now. Ooh, ah. Uh. Yeah. So two-weapon fighting is like one-weapon fighting, except you have another weapon. JT, blow my mind. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually uh, quite straightforward as well. Mm -hmm. Except the second weapon is a bonus attack that you'll be making. Okay. Yeah. So you use your bonus action to make that attack. Yes, you use your bonus action. So with your first weapon, you can use like how you normally use your weapon using your attack yep. action. Normal attack roll. Yeah, and if you want to use your second weapon, you use your bonus action. Normal attack roll. Are there any debuffs? You don't add your ability modifier to the damage of the bonus attack, unless yeah. that modifier is negative, because we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're really getting a bit of extra damage in. It's basically equivalent to fighting with one big weapon. So instead of rolling a d12 for your warhammer, sledgehammer, fuck off beast, you're rolling 2d8s or whatever. 2d6s probably. Yeah. I think one-handed weapons like cap out at d6s. I'm sure there's one with a D8. Yeah, something like that. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I think that's something people often forget as well. They're like, yeah, why probably. would I use a short sword? It's it, just it's one D6. This one is a higher dice. It's also important to realize, though, that like, yeah, you you don't add your ability modifier to the damage. Yeah, definitely. That actually like, might affect So your bonus attack is like a mini attack. Yeah. So you get your main attack and a mini attack. Yeah, it's your, you know, your masturbating hand versus your non-masturbating hand. <laughs> 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 Any questions, teammate? Hmm. It's a safe space. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, 
Hmm. God, you're an idiot. <laughs> ah, no. Even just thinking you might have. <laughs> how do you not understand us perfectly? Oh, this is not how I imagine safe space to be. Uh, it's okay. If you don't have a question, we can. Well, actually, there was one, but I'm not sure it's related. Uh, Go on, here's ask away. Oh, yeah. So I'll insult you if I, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> safe space. <laughs> uh, so, about weapons, if I have. Is there limits? To like what kind of weapons I can have, as in like if so, I have a giant battle axe uh, first, like what defines if I can have that giant battle axe, and then on the other hand, are there like two-handed weapons, so I cannot have a secondary weapon? So the biggest cap that's going to be on all these things is your proficiency. Yeah. So you can use weapons that you are not proficient in. You're just not going to get that proficiency bonus to your rolls, which is a, a huge part, especially in the later levels. Mm -hmm. If you're getting a plus four to all your attack rolls, yeah, you won't be getting that which is a huge difference in the long run. Yeah, so, and to answer your question about the two-weapon thing, yeah. if you have, like, yeah, you can even just imagine if you have, like, a two-handed great axe. Or yeah, whatever. it is in the rules. Yes, you can't okay. have, like, a second weapon. What's interesting, though, is that <clears throat> the weapons that you can have two-handed, like, two weapons with are also quite limited. You can't just have two big things that you can hold with one hand. They have to be light weapons, specifically. Yeah, yeah. they okay. have their own tag. Those... Yeah. So light weapons is the tag. Okay. Another, like, on a bit of a tangent here, uh, was that it's, there's maybe not really a straightforward answer to this, but mm -hmm. what is the kind of... I assume you can have shields in this game as well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They give so, you plus two AC? Plus two AC. I was thinking about that, you know, me having two weapons versus me having a weapon and a shield. But it's more of a balanced act, I guess. Yeah, so you're just basically having more AC. If you have heavy armor as well, which is, uh, I think, averages about 16 AC, yeah. plus a shield... 18 AC base. Mm. That's pretty high AC. Okay. Especially for a low level character. Yeah. So and if you have a shield, then that also limits like what kinds of weapons you can have in your like fighting okay. hand. And then like there are some abilities that make you able to do things with your shield too. You might be able to attack with your shield. Oh you yeah, have, you can like, bash them with the shield in the face. That is a thing. That All is right. a thing that you can have in certain classes. Okay. But that's like a special class feature. What's next? So. Grappling. You've been hitting them with your sword. We talked stuff. a little bit about this in the climbing. We did because I'm a barbarian and I like talking about grappling. <laughs> <laughs> what is grappling? So grappling is when you don't want to touch them with the steel of your sword and instead you want to feel their face with your bare hands. <laughs> you want this, man. <laughs> yeah, so with your grappling, you're basically trying to control their movement. Okay. You'll be making an ability check, an athletics check, mm -hmm. and it'll be against their either athletics or acrobatics. They get to choose. They'll okay. probably choose the higher one. Who would think? Unless they're so, dumb. Yeah, so then it's just a, it's a skill check that you make. Okay, so it's a contest. And we should also note that you can use these kind of skill contests in really creative ways. Yeah, throughout. so like, this is kind of like uh, an example of this kind of skill contest. Yeah. So if there's something that your players want to do that are quite similar to this, then you can use these rules to... Yeah, we talked about some things like this. Say tripping someone up with a bow, that could be a sleight of hand or a stealth or a straight dexterity check against mm -hmm. their perception, maybe. Mm -hmm. So you can have these kind of skill contests crop up in combat if you have some really creative players. Yeah, and when you do, if you succeed on grappling them, if you fail, then you suck. Okay. But if you succeed, <laughs> then you uh, get to move, you get to control their movement, and you get to move them. That's uh, pretty good. Throw them in the lava. Toss them in the lava. <laughs> uh, which we'll talk about in the damage episode. <laughs> 
Uh, if you if you um, fail a grappling, does that give you a disadvantage in a way? Like, you know, I'm assuming I'm attacking you. I'm trying to grapple you. I miss that somehow. Mm -hmm. I can imagine you being in real life, being able to stab me in the back a bit more proficiently. Well, I, I it doesn't give you a straight advantage on an attack, but I think the biggest thing you miss out is doing any damage, yeah, doing you don't, anything. You, no, but I meant from that, like, the one I was attacking, like, does it yeah, give you an advantage to them? They don't get advantage or anything okay. for the next thing, but it, it, the big disadvantage is losing that action economy. Okay. Yeah, so you're still, you're still fine. You just have to bear the shame of having Mr. Grapple and wait for your And the party will judge you. <laughs> I'm judging you right now. I don't even know if you've ever done it. <laughs> Such a nice game. <laughs> Such a nice game. Please, guys. come back anytime. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we love having you here, see <laughs> All right, is there anything else? Is that it? Well, yes. When you're moving your grappled creature, like I yeah. said earlier, it's half of your movement speed. Okay, okay. And, so uh, difficult terrain. Difficult terrain-ish. Hey. They are the terrain now. <laughs> and if they want to escape the grapple, so on their action, they have to spend mm -hmm. their action to try to escape, and it's their athletics or acrobatics against your athletics. So you basically remake the check. You remake the check every time. Okay. Yeah. Easy stuff. Yeah. And then similarly, if you want to shove a creature, so shoving can be when you want to just move them away or you want to knock them prone. This will also be an athletics check against their athletics or acrobatics. So it's exactly the same thing. You're just choosing a different outcome. Yeah. So they either get knocked prone if you succeed, mm. then they either get knocked prone or they get pushed five feet away. So you, if you use this, you don't get to choose which way they go. They have to move away from you. This is the big difference between this and shoving someone to the side, because it's mm. harder to shove someone to the side, but you get to choose a direction, kind of, which way they go, whereas shoving you, just pushing them back. If you shove them to be prone, does that give you an advantage? Yes, you yeah. have advantage on attacks against yeah. that creature. We've talked about this last episode, actually. So yeah, if you're prone... <laughs> really listen to this, Lots of, Yeah, you should have done your research. How many here? Oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so if you you shove them there's there's lots of reasons why you want them to be prone if you've shoved them to be prone then that can put you at an advantage when you're attacking them cool i think that's it yeah everything done that is everything that we are willing to <laughs> willing to reveal over. this time yeah. come back later see the, ne the next see what other morsels will give you <laughs> secret treasure chest of dnd all right from the three of us signing off yeah how's your see experience you guys the next one it's been great it's been Graham, we're happy to be here again in the biggest D&D podcast in all of People's Republic of China. <laughs> Thank you. We didn't pay you to say that. Yeah, did not, definitely. What is this, what is this bill coming here? I don't know. Yeah. All right. From us to you... Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Farewell. Thanks for coming on, TV. And comment if you want me to be here again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's so much room for disappointment. <laughs> no. Please comment. The <laughs> feelings are so fragile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you guys. See you in the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye. You have to fart now is a really good time. <laughs> 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 <laughs>